It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 49, December 22nd, 2020. Chose Nikki Still Shampoo. Kuehler is here also. It is the last episode of 2020. And this time last year, we did a recap of the things that we did throughout the year and uh, all the things that were successful. And I think at the end of last year, I just started my new job at Live and talked about where I went that year and our trip to Japan and all that stuff. Uh, but this year, obviously, it's going to be very different. We didn't do literally anything, and there's absolutely nothing to recap. So it's just going to be a normal show where we talk about uh, Twitch, some VR games, or crap on Medal of Honor again, and uh, Back for Blood. So Alpha was out. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And some Twitch news. Of course, the, the big news on everyone's mind, talking about Twitch versus The Simps. We'll get to that a little bit later. But first off, I wanted to bring up uh, some news. So back in October... We ran uh, just a series of streams where I said that every money made from those live streams would go towards donating towards an animal shelter. And after some things fell through, uh, emails didn't go through, people didn't respond to my calls and all that. Uh, but eventually I did adopt a dog and I said that the dog that I adopted an animal shelter from, uh, I wanted to donate that money to. But uh, there are a couple things that have gotten in the way of that. A, I wanted to go meet the dog that we would essentially pay for their adoption fee uh, and that's how we would donate to the shelter but because of the rona that's actually really hard and pretty much impractical for me to go do um i actually did adopt a dog the other day and i haven't told anyone about it yet uh, mostly because the dog's actually the dog's doing great like she loves people but she doesn't like my other dog very much and there's a very slim chance that unfortunately my family might have to uh, well pretty much return the dog um, because she is really fighting with the current dog that I have a lot. So it's kind of a, a foster home situation right now. We're trying to get them to like each other. But they seem to be very aggressive towards each other. So that might not be a thing. But anyway, regarding the money, because I want to be ultimately transparent with all that money I earned in October. And the money Kuehler donated. Um, I have posted receipts in the Still Shampoo Discord so you guys know exactly how much I made off that stream. And I was going to throw an extra $100 at it. Kuehler donated to me also. And so I'm going to take that money and I still have it. One of the reasons I haven't given it to a shelter yet is, first off, I don't know how how this problem is perpetuated or how big it is, really. Um, but in particular with Easter and bunnies and Christmas, people like to go out and buy animals and give them away as gifts when uh, that's not a good thing to do if you're not prepared. Of course, you can totally do that if you're prepared to take care of the animal and you're a you know, grown adult who can manage finances and taking care of sending it to the vet and all that stuff. Um, but I feel like if I were to pay for an animal's adoption fee and someone were to scoop up that animal to give it as a present to their children and maybe not really uh, be in a position to take care of it, especially because people are also impulse purchasing animals with the Rona for companionship um, and they might not be able to take care of them when work from home ends and everyone's got to start going out again. I just didn't feel like right before Christmas paying for an animal's adoption fee and then having them get adopted and then not go to a family that was ready to take care of it. Maybe they, you know, weren't in a position to pay for the adoption fee or something like that. Um, I don't know how much of a, a problem that actually is or if it's a myth, but I decided to A, hold off because of that reason, and B, because ultimately if I do have to give up the dog that we have bought and send it back to the shelter, that I would like to repay for her adoption fee so she gets adopted. Because ultimately she is a good dog. She's just not getting along with my current dog. So anyway... TLDR of all that is the money that the stream earned in October. It's still in my PayPal. Unfortunately, there have just been some issues with uh, 
me actually donating to the shelters and picking a dog to sponsor and all that stuff. I do intend to eventually throw that money out, um, but I'm just holding things up because, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, if my dog, I think it's a slim chance, but if she doesn't get along with my current dog like, ever, of course, it's only been a couple days uh, and we're still going to work on it, but uh, there is that very slim chance. And if she does have to go back up for adoption, go to a different family who doesn't already have any dogs, then I want to you know, pay for her adoption fee so you can get out of the shelter quickly because she didn't really like it there. There's just a little update and me being ultimately super transparent about where that money is and why it hasn't been gone, uh, going out yet. But it will go out eventually. I promise on that one. Anyway, so we have uh, some Twitch news that has actually slipped under the radar. We'll talk about Simpson a little bit. But Twitch support tweeted out earlier in the week. This is on December 10th, 2020. Earlier today, we were made aware of a site embedding creator streams in a way that violates our guidelines, which we have since blocked. The safety of our community is our top priority, and we are deeply disappointed in this abuse of our content and creators. This is from the Twitch support Twitter. And at the time I read this, I actually didn't know what they were talking about. I did a little bit of digging and investigation, and it was a creepy website called Bunny Hop TV. What they did was they took female streamers on Twitch and embedded the stream onto the site. I wasn't able to get onto the site before it was taken down. Um, I think the hosting service caught wind of what was going on and removed them completely. But basically what was happening is they were taking female Twitch streamers, putting it on their website. And if they, if people were to, and I don't think the site was being like, go, go fuck with these Twitch streamers, go tell them that they're a horrible titty streamer and they're terrible for using their voluptuous asses to get viewers. I don't think they were encouraging people to go over and talk shit, but the very nature of that website, the kind of person who would go view that is potentially also the kind of person who would go and talk shit. And so uh, this website was taken down pretty quickly on uh, Twitch's part. Give them credit. Uh, I know we crap on them a lot. I actually give them credit for uh, removing this. And this was, a, this was a problem for a couple days. Caught wind on Twitter. People reported it. And uh, they got it removed. I like Secular earlier. I didn't consider this. This mm -hmm. There's no algorithm out there to be able to tell if a streamer is a male or female. Someone was actively going around and scooping up streamers and putting them on this website, which is a, an extra layer of weird yeah. in and of itself. Especially because you said it was tagged, right? By like type of person. So... I think it. I think it may have been. I. I may have been. Obviously, not able to on the site that has gone. So I can't tell. I couldn't tell you if I. I. I heard. Now this is of course through the internet that you may have been able to search people through tags like oh I want to watch a, an Asian girl or I want to watch a white girl or whatever. Um, but all I know for sure is that it was an aggregate of just a bunch of female Twitch streamers, and people went in there to to browse around. So this actually does also violate Twitch's um, rules with embedding. You have to use Twitch's own embeddable player uh, if you want to embed live streams. And you need to get permission from people to do that. Um, and so that's in direct violation of the actual TOS because I'm sure they weren't going around going to people's business emails and be like, hey, we want to put your site on this conglomerate of female Twitch streamers, uh, a site that aggregates all this stuff, would you let us do that? And so they were in just violation of TOS, and it was just a little weird. So they, they got that taken care of pretty quickly. But that rolls into 
the main thing. So everyone's been talking about this lately. I think everyone and their mom has formed an opinion and heard about it. Even if you are very tangentially related to Twitch Twitter, you've probably heard people talk about this on their own streams. Every gamer has an opinion on this. Twitch, and I'm going to cover this in, I think a lot of people have been covering it in a way that is unfair to Twitch and might not be telling the full story, but Twitch has effectively banned the use of simp, virgin, and incel as used as an insult on Twitch's platform. And Kueler actually has a clip of an actual town hall, the actual town hall meeting uh, where the COO of Twitch announced that they were going to be removing these words. Uh, newer words going around um, Twitch, which is uh, the word simp. Um, and it's a phrase that the community can still use and make emotes for um, currently. But when the new policy goes into effect, what are we thinking about that term or that word? Yeah, great question. So the new policy does include guidelines that say making any derogatory statements about another person's perceived sexual practices, and that does include negatively targeting another person with sexually focused terms. So using terms like simp, um, incel, or virgin is an insult uh, to negatively refer to another person's sexual activity is not allowed under this new policy. Um, and in addition to the policy change, we're also proactively denying emotes that include the term simp and we'll remove them when reported and we'll keep doing that once the policy changes. Thank you so for that I think, clarification. Yes. The creator, the creator marketer there. The first woman to talk was the creator marketer. She just interrupted me there. So mm -hmm. rudely in that pre-recorded clip. <laughs> the second person who was talking about simp and cell and virgin was the COO of Twitch. So I think there's a couple of things that people don't hit on. A, and I think this is a, a little bit more spread around now, but using those terms as an insult is what they're banning. They're not just straight up banning the words, but as an insult. I think the main thing that people aren't addressing, though, is the emote, emotes for the word simp are being banned. I don't know actually how many Twitch streamers actually have the word simp as an emote, and emotes can be used in a harassing manner, just like actual text, um, but I'm sure a lot of these emotes have been uploaded in, in good faith and are more in a joking manner. And so everyone was clowning on Twitch earlier on Twitter this week uh, because they're, this is just... These are seemingly less harmful words than other things that have been going around, particularly the N-word, which a couple days later, it's actually nine days later. <laughs> so nine days after Twitch bans the words simp, incel, and virgin as insults, they also... Nine days and like nine years after starting Twitch in the first place. Yeah, they ban use of the N-word with a hard R. They say on the official Twitch account... We've had questions about the use of the N-word on Twitch. Use with a hard R is not allowed, period. We also automatically block the word across Twitch, including in chat. I actually wanted to go test this. I wanted to go into just a, a chat that no one uses and type it. But I feel like even that is a you know, possible IP ban and just nuking my entire network of Still Shampoo and Still Shampoo 2 and potentially also my work Twitter. So I decided not to do. But if anyone wants to go experiment for the sake of journalism to see if they actually are banning it, I think that might actually not go into effect until January 22nd. Um, simp, Incel, and Virgin aren't banned until those dates either. But it took them nine days to outlaw the N-word with a hard R. Notably, A, uh, with the soft A, is not banned. And that's probably because Twitch feels like they don't want to be the 
uh, policers of all kinds of languages, especially uh, especially amongst friends and people who are African-American using that word amongst themselves. So I can, I can kind of understand that. I just don't see why they chose to go against these three particular words before the N-word. I think the overall, the catch-all is insulting people on Twitch isn't cool. I think if they had framed it like that, no one would be clowning on them. The fact that they are targeting words that are used very often as a non, not really as an insult, um, got people to clown on them pretty hard. Simp actually wasn't even a word in my vocabulary prior to 2020. We may have even spoke about it on earlier, early access podcast. Maybe it's on a pre-show or maybe on a Call of Duty stream or something like that. But it, it doesn't seem like it's a word that I would use when I'm in a Modern Warfare 2 lobby trying to tell someone about how I fuck their mom. It's not one of my go-to phrases. And so the fact that they were so quick to ban it before the actual N-word is what got them uh, a lot of hate. They also clarified that they don't have a blanket ban on the word and casual banner, the word simp, um, but they're mostly targeting it when it is used to harm and harass other people. And the reason they picked those three words is because it it targets people's, uh, I guess, lack of sexual practices. Yeah. Uh, and, and I and, and know, that's why level, they were targeting level, those. I do think we like. I, I see people who are normally like very uptight about you know like not insulting people for things that aren't necessarily in their control or things that shouldn't be shamed in society that are very open to shaming lack of you know sexual. I guess sex life, or I guess you could say. So I guess this thing is like to maybe try to cut down on that, but also I don't think people were complaining too much about like the word virgin, but more the word simp because it's less of a specific thing. It's just about like fault being having this obsession, parasocial obsession with a person. It's a different kind of situation. Also, like incel is controversial because that's often used as an insult, but to people who are like being bad. So that's that also might a tag a people put on themselves. Of... Sometimes, yeah. Although I think that might be something to cut back on. Also, another thing: correlations. So all these words protect. Pre- if you think about who these words would be directed to, it's mostly dudes, right? So these, all these phrases are directed at protecting the dudes in chat more so than the female streamers that they're simping for, who we've covered many, many times before on the show uh, are receiving the bulk of harassment on Twitch, a la the, what was it called again? I don't even remember because it got taken down so quickly. Bunny Hop TV. There's yeah, no bunny yeah. hop TV for male Twitch streamers. That's just Twitch itself. And so choosing these words in particular to protect the the viewers more so than the the streamers themselves. I feel like you don't call a streamer a simp. You call someone else in chat a simp, right? right? When right. the streamer is the one uploading the emote that says simp. If, if you use that emote to insult them, they kind of, I mean, that was there for the sake of, uh, for funny banter, or maybe they were expecting it, or maybe they like having that kind of joke because they were the one who uploaded that emote, right? And I so can also very this- easily see, like, a potential situation where, like, a streamer chews out, like, a commentator for using some of this language and then gets hit for it. You know, that, that person might be 
might have yeah. deserved some level of like clapback also. My my biggest issue uh, with this whole thing is Twitch has kind of uh, shielded themselves a little bit. They say they will only be banning people from using this term uh, when it is used as an insult. My big problem with that is I don't tr- I don't trust at all Twitch's ability to judge whether or not a phrase was used derogatorily or in good banter. They, their judgment, as yeah, they have proven yeah. from how they ban people, is completely random. There's that one viral clip from that guy who makes a lot of clips whenever people are clowning on Twitch, which is a fantastic niche to have uh, marketed himself on, by the way. I forget his name. But basically, his skit was Twitch banning people. and What they do before they ban them is they just roll a pair of dice. And so I, I looked for an absurd example of how Twitch has recently, uh, in the past couple of years, banned someone from their site using poor judgment. And this is going to apply when you can ban people for simp also. There's this story that I dug up uh, where this man had a pet catfish. It wasn't like a big catfish. You'd probably catch it in a lake. Um, but it was like a small, like size, a little bigger than your palm size catfish. And this man took his catfish out of the tank to show his stream. Now, I did a little research, and catfish can stay out of water as long as they're a little bit wet for a couple hours, if not two to three days, as long as their skin is wet. And this is this man's pet catfish. Now, someone said that he had thrown the catfish, and I actually dug up the clip. And what had happened was, because it's a fish literally out of water, it flopped. It very clearly flopped out of his hand. He didn't throw it. It was jumping around its little handheld catfish and it flopped out of his hand. The thing was wet um, and this guy was actually banned for 30 days for animal abuse. Meanwhile, of course, we have the famous clip of that Twitch streamer uh, giving vodka to her cat and throwing it clear off of her keyboard behind her back and letting it hit the floor. Not getting any repercussions whatsoever. And, and even in that one, people, people often said like, oh, cats land on their feet. Like you can, you can kind of rough them a bit and they'll be okay like there was defense right and people were saying that in defense yeah. but then so then this should apply too right if, if it if the fact that the cat might land on its feet and be okay and while well, throwing it chucking it behind your head then i think also doing this should apply the same way maybe catfish just don't die when they straight up come out of the water like well, I, I, mean, I, I, I assume you have to know also like it took me literally a 30-second Google search, and thinking back to, I've gone fishing before, right? When you take a fish out of the water and it's flopping on the line, it's not right, dead immediately. Right, it's still there, right, right. Like, it, it, I, don't, I don't know if you were to ask me before I had researchers, like, Nikki, how long can a catfish work still, out of water? The, the bigger question is still, like, feeding vodka to your cat should definitely be a violation. I think the for cat sure, would be sure. the cat would be okay. I don't think the cat didn't die. The cat wasn't, like, seriously ill, but, like, I don't think it wanted that, like... I mean, even I, even even I, who drink a lot, like, don't spit alcohol into my mouth when I'm not expecting it, you know? Yeah, I don't want, I didn't, I didn't I don't want ask vodka, for it. even I if it's a yeah. shot glass. Yeah, well, I, I'm okay with vodka, but don't, don't, like, spit vodka into my mouth when I'm not expecting it. That's just not cool to anyone, not even a human, let alone an animal. Yeah, and so I don't trust Twitch's judgment. I'm sure there will be banter on Twitch where someone calls someone a simp and they don't realize the context between the two people uh that they're actually friends or maybe they're just you know friendly roasting people i mean i could totally see it we're on a call of duty stream and richard 
you know, I call Richard a simp or something like that when he says something funny or like, you know, you know, on Twitter, uh, you drop a like and it just appears in everyone's timeline. Apparently yes. the like, whenever I like something on Twitter, mm-hmm. it, it totally depends on the actual content of the tweet. So if you were to go through my likes on Twitter, which I actually do before every early access podcast so I can come up with things that I liked and save for the show, 99% of what I like are Pokemon deck list. Cooler. Have you ever see a Pokemon deck list pop up when it says DJ Nikki liked on Twitter? Uh, I actually filtered that shit out of my timeline, so I don't see anyone. Oh, likes. you actually got rid of it. Yeah. Okay. Did you used to get it? Uh, I never. Did you used to get like? I I no. See, um, before I filtered it out, uh, that was that was before when Twitter still allowed like third party apps to be functional. So I was using yeah. third party apps. I I didn't. I always try to clear my feet out of this crap because I don't like it. Well, the only time that Twitter ever shares something I like is when it's a hot picture of a girl. Or uh, an already viral tweet. That's the the only time. They will never they will never reshare times when I like someone's deck list in Pokemon, which is such a small and niche thing. And the tweet <laughs> inevitably comes out with like three likes and one reply, which makes sense algorithm wise. Like, oh, this wasn't getting a lot of engagement. I want to share with other people. Oh, yeah, Nikki I think it's often this. Yeah, right, it's often hot something bikini like, photo with eleven thousand right. other likes. Let's let's right. show everyone else. Look, I am I am a heterosexual man. At the end of the day, all right, testosterone running a little bit deep in my blood, as you might be able to tell through my voice. And, uh, you know, you just got to click the button. You got to let them know that they've been it's, doing a good it's job. It's very tame. I, I've seen I've seen some people screenshot, like, the horny posts you like, but they're very tame. You know, you're not liking, like, like niche fetishes. It's I don't just, get any it, of that. Yeah, I know. No, well, I mean, I'm, like, no. there's some sometimes you'll see someone like something and it's like, oh, you're into that, are you? Or something, like, but... I mean, in your case, it's like, wow, Nikki, you like women. I didn't know until I saw your Twitter likes. I I know you're defending me here, but that's because I don't follow that stuff on Twitter. There's other websites. And that's that fine. Stuff. That's fine. That's fine. I think, like, uh, e- even for niche fetishes, a lot of people have them. I got some of my own that are not like crazy shit, but like you know, I got some. Some people got some wild ones, and that's fine. But like. Obviously, there's a reason you don't do that on Twitter or like the Pope. Have a, have an alt, man. The Pope keeps liking <laughs> porn on Instagram. Like, get an alt. Come on. It's not that Actually, hard. Okay. Be gonna, browsing. Gonna... Who, who, who casually browses on their corporate account, you know? I am very careful because I run the live Twitter account for those of you who yeah, don't exactly. know. Yeah, exactly. Like, like do you just company. like, you, you don't like We're casually careful. have We're that careful. logged in on your phone as like your main account or something that you just scroll through, you know? you you only go there when you have to, and for the rest, you have your personal. The Pope needs is a private personal. All right. Our, mes- our message gonna... to the Pope. Don't be for horny him, on I think main, it matters. Pope. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not even hor- Like, I guess the problem is that his main is also his corporate, and is also his, like, his status one, you know? The difference. Like, if I ever uh, became a politician or something... Definitely, I'm getting myself like a like a you know bashing my keyboard kind of username, where I'm just gonna do all this other stuff. Yeah, total throwaway account. They're actually you can actually make a throwaway email like very easily if you just need yeah, a no. quick like shitty ten Twitter account to make a throwaway email. Yeah, ten minute yeah. mail. Also, right, we're come back if you want like a long term one. We're gonna come back to talk about Sims on Twitch, but uh, <laughs> because this plays in so well, <laughs> this is uh, a tweet. Congressman Dan Crenshaw is currently following an escort on Twitter who charges $1,500 an hour. Uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw from Texas tweets back, Grow up, people. No one on my staff, nor I, 
purposely followed this account. Thanks for flagging. Passwords changed. Bro, you got caught, dude. You, I, I feel like See, just okay. play it off. Yeah, this is a situation. It's, like when you caught it, like if I pointed out, like Nikki, you like this bikini model, like I'm like, yeah, you want more? Like, yeah, let me feel like, I mean, this I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the person, <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah. In this case, I remember there was also a situation where, um, like Kurt Eichenwald, uh, got caught like talking about he said how he got caught show like with a hentai tab in his browser and that was, became like a huge deal or yeah. something. And then he started coming up with this thing about how like. Uh, oh, I wanted to prove to my, like, adult children that tentacle porn exists or something. Which, one, what? And then, secondly, um, like, people, because, you know, you can Google, like, the names of tabs and stuff like that, and it wasn't even tentacle. Yeah. It was just, like, a normal, it was just, it, it was, like, pornographic images, normal-ass pornographic images just drawn. It wasn't, like, anything weird or whatever. So, like, in that case, like, just own up to it. And I feel like he ended up getting more mockery for the fact that he tried to, like, backpedal and deny it. When, especially when it's on the internet, like, you can just say it. You could just be like, yep, forgot to close the tab. And I feel like you'd get respect for that. There'd be a bunch of, bunch of probably guys being like, oh, you know, I got that shit too sometimes. Yeah, I feel you, bro. Yeah, if... Okay, so, multiple people probably run congressman dan as i will call him's twitter account right probably, he's probably got probably. a bunch of staffers yeah. scheduling yeah. tweets social media team and all that stuff if i were congressman dan right and let's say he didn't do it let's say that someone on his staff followed that twitter account mm-hmm. thinking that they were on their personal account but they were on dan's account right and they just didn't unfollow i think you still take the heat she's a very attractive woman no one no one is like yo all right you're into some kinky shit congressman dan she is a very typical blonde white woman wearing some very expensive lingerie look uh standing in some very nice hotel rooms i think one of the problems is fifteen hundred dollars per hour this is taxpayer money that he's using um well i mean you can you can say like i never bought the thing but i just i i like the images you know you could could say that could be could be. I yeah. think you own up to it, though. Even if it was one of your staffers, be like, ah, that was one of my staffers, but you know, he doesn't have bad taste. Sorry, we'll, uh, I'll unfollow this. I feel like I'll, I would also, even also you could straight up, Also, you could just straight well. up say, like, that was their own money, you know, it's not taxpayer. I mean, that, that's the only thing I'd say. Only backpedal because it's taxpayer money, If you, especially if you didn't actually, like, buy the service or something, but, you know, that that's, yeah, that's, le- a, that's, a, that's a different situation. I leave her a good review too. Just be like, yo, gentlemen, when she's in your area, fantastic, worth every penny, you know? She actually, uh, Olivia May, uh, NYC, at Olivia May NYC was the Twitter account in question. And mm-hmm. she actually blocked her tweets when we were talking about this the other day. I don't know if they're still oh, blocked. So I, I ran up, I ran up the good old um, internet archive and went through what her Twitter profile looked like before then. She doesn't ever show her face. And I feel like $1,500 an hour, I personally never hired a prostitute not that i would think lesser of anyone who has or has not but fifteen hundred dollars is really expensive uh and i was scrolling through her tweets and she never shows her face yeah she so blurs either she or like must blocks be, it with her phone or something mm-hmm. she must be yeah, insanely she's, not private. I mean, she's her, no longer private oh okay her body is insanely attractive you don't know what her face looks like and i feel like if i'm dropping fifteen hundred dollars i'd you know maybe you have to pay a deposit to get a face picture because uh, that that personally matters very much to me. Anyway, I think that's enough for the simping portion of the early access podcast. I don't have fifteen hundred dollars to pick up. A... Yeah, yeah. I was I wasn't even I gonna have, accuse I you have... of that. I'm like, 
you know, I don't know. I mean, save up on, don't buy Pokemon cards for some time, I guess. See, that's what I was about to say. With the amount of money I, I just got imported from Japan, thanks to uh, one of our viewers, actually, um, who we met at TwitchCon 1, she just sent me a gigantic box of Pokemon cards and uh, from J imported from Japan. And that costs a little bit of money. So I don't have even a couple hundred dollars to spend on a prostitute yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, so I, if, if, you were, if you got caught liking this woman's tweets or something... You know, I and you're like, oh, I didn't do it. I'd be like, no, yes, I, he's right. I can attest to this. Look at he bought this pack and this pack like two weeks ago. Like he he's he's fucking broke. Okay, guys, he he's telling yep. the truth. I and even if I wasn't, ultimately, who cares? Anyway, back to the whole uh, Twitch and simp thing. I I just don't trust twi trust Twitch at all to be able to filter out what is and isn't uh, a good offense. Who is even going to be? I feel like. If you in Twitch chat were to try to insult me, right? Like I was in one of my female friends, like genuine female creator friends who I've known for years chats, and right. you called me a simp, my feelings aren't even 0.001% hurt. I don't go out of my way and report you. You don't need to go white and I'd be like, Nikki's not a simp. He's been friends with her for this long and they've appeared in these videos together. Uh, and honestly, remember the, 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 even like, like don't white go defend. Sometimes. I don't care. I don't care. Even, like, White Knight feels like a good comparison, because I think that's also a term that, like, had some negative connotations, but was often used for, like, you're nice to a woman. You must be, like, some White Knight looking for, for whatever. Whereas, if you were like, hello, you're my, f like, we met each other at TwitchCon, and we hanged out, so someone would be, like, simp, and then, shut up. I'm, I'm not offended, like, it's, there's no I, offense. I'm 0% offended. There's no real offense offended. to it, yeah. You'd also have to, I imagine, like, in actuality, when this actually goes into effect, it will be maybe, like, under-enforced rather than over-enforced. Because mm. you have to, like, yeah. be looking through the chats. Someone will probably have to report it, and the number of people who would report it is probably going to be very low. So I can imagine I it's being under-enforced. I wonder what would yeah, I want to see the if... first controversy. I want to see the first controversy from this rule. Yeah, yeah, totally. What if people just continually casually using the word? Because Stream Hatchet here reported that once Twitch mentioned that on Town Hall, the word simp was used twice as much in the following days than it was before. It's a Streisand effect. And so if it just becomes, language evolves, right? If it just becomes a casual part of people's language, or if people really do start getting banned from it, we're going to start using other words, right? We're going to start mm -hmm. calling people beta males again, cucks on Twitch. Uh, those are the two that I, if I were in a Call of Duty lobby shouting match, uh, which we're, we're playing a lot of Call of Duty, and there are some psychopaths, very often very salty, um, yelling oh, back yes. at us. I think, oh, yes. I think I go with those two terms before I start calling them a simp insultingly, right? Like I'd, I'd call them a cuck or a beta male before I called them a simp. So I'm sure there's not an exhaustive list of the words they've banned, uh, but they, they, they banned the N word finally. So yeah, with the hard R. Surprised it hasn't been banned before. It's a, it's a strange priority to have, you know, of all the things going wrong with Twitch, this seems like a very strange thing to like, Put on a hardline rule. Okay. Uh, if there's nothing else to <laughs> make fun of Twitch for this week, as we do every week, let's talk about... First off, I played... Back for Blood was announced at the Game Awards. How long is Game Awards? Like one or two weeks ago. And Time it is by Turtle Rock Studios. 
For those of you who don't know, uh, I was a very, very long-time supporter of Total Rock Studios. I've been to their studio multiple times. Um, if you're actually watching me live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shampoo, and the Early Access Podcast is live at 8 p.m. PST every other Tuesday. Some of their merch is behind me. It's actually at the top of my shelves. I have, like, Evolve merch. There's Evolve foam fingers all over my room. I have I stole the giant Goliath cardboard cutout from the 2K offices. I have tons of Turtle Rock Studio stuff um, and like some of their stickers still in my office. Uh, and I do really like them as a dev studio. I played Evolve for what? When did Evolve come out? 2014? Something like that. 2016. Evolve Stage 2. I was a big supporter of theirs. Evolve was a 4v1 monster hunting game. Uh, one person took control of the monster. Four people hunted them down. And it was a really competitive game. I, I really liked how people summarized it, right? Evolve was kind of marketed as a pick up and play. I remember in an interview, Phil Robb said something along the lines of, yeah, Evolve is going to be one of those games you just pick up two years from now and be like, oh yeah, this is, this is still so much fun, which didn't come true because two years later it died. They literally <laughs> took the stage two servers offline. And so... Evolve was originally marketed as like this game. Oh, it's great. It's going to be a great esport. Everyone should pick up and play it. Well, ultimately, what it became and what it was was this super niche, like PvP game that you really had to be dedicated to was punishing. If one person on the Hunter team made a mistake and you were going against a monster of equal skill, that was it, right? Meanwhile, if you were the monster and the four Hunters were extremely well coordinated, there were four different classes Medic, Trapper, Support, Assault. If they were super well-coordinated, it was very, very difficult to win, and you had to force them to make a mistake or make a good play or catch someone slipping, right? That game was incredibly competitive, and ultimately, I don't think it was meant for everyone, and that, amongst some other things, like people weren't happy with how DLC was, led it to ultimately not being as popular as it could have, but I played the absolute shit out of that game. I looked at some of my old Twitch metrics, and there were weeks where I streamed upwards of 70 hours a week playing exclusively Evolve. And so how this ties into Back for Blood is Back for Blood is a PvE zombie killing game, very similar to Left 4 Dead. I, I never played Left 4 Dead. I played 30 minutes of Back for Blood. I played, I believe, 3 out of 4 or 4 out of 5 of Act 1, the levels in Act 1 with just complete randoms. I wanted to give it a shot off stream before I invited other people to play with me. And I played only on normal. I feel like We've talked about my gamer motivation profile before. I don't really like killing AI. I don't really care. I, there's no satisfaction. One of the reasons I really like the Pokemon trading card game is a 1v1 PvP, me versus you, right? Best man comes out on top. I, I have 60 cards. You have 60 cards. Ideally, we both got the cards that we wanted with, you know, Pokemon decks $200 tops in real life. Um, very often cheaper. And so I like outmaneuvering someone, right? I'm not like, oh, I'm level 200 and you're level 100. I'm going to shit on you. I don't like that. And so PvE already isn't my cup of tea. It's literally the opposite of Evolve, which is PvP with some PvE elements because sometimes you had to fight the other wildlife on planet Sheer, which is where the game took place. And so Back for Blood's not already in a genre that I'm a big fan of, but I, I gave it a shot anyway. The most notable moment was at the beginning of one of the levels, I was on top of a pipe. Like, think of two pipes, very narrow, fighting some zombies, and one of them hit me at full health. And so my character started hanging off the edge of the pipe. And it was about a 10-foot drop, and since my character's like six feet tall, it was maybe like a three or four-foot drop. And so I'm hanging off the edge, and I'm in the revive state, calling, please, someone come help me up. And it says, press F to give up. And I thought that meant 
give up holding on to the pipe and not give up fucking kill yourself. And so when I pressed F, my character just dropped and crumbled on the floor. And that was the end of my 30-minute play session. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to wait for them to get to the safe house. I died at the beginning of the level. Uh, I'm going to cut this here. It, what they meant by give up is press F to fucking kill yourself. Not press F to just <laughs> drop down three feet and like kind of, ooh, like break. I've fallen 10 feet before in real life and been okay. You're telling me what you, you could You're not even jump, uh, j- jumping off of the playground. You ever like climb on top of like the high slide? And then jump down. That's like ten feet. Like you climb on top so. of the slide I, I, and then I jump off. I think as a child, ten feet feels even taller, though. Like I feel like when yeah, I right. run a so, playground, my head can hit the top of the like at least the floor of the highest part of the playground. Ten foot would be like, like twice that length. That's, that's reasonably high up. Ultimately, if if you're gonna fall right ten feet, but you're hanging, right? So like your your feet are maybe three or four feet off the ground, bro. That's no problem. Three to four. Sometimes I jump off the stairs as I'm going down the stairs. I'll jump off like the fourth to last step and fall four feet. It's fine. It's probably <laughs> now I think about it, it's really dangerous. I do it all the time though, um, and maybe ultimately that's how I'll perish. But I I didn't know that would kill me. Uh, yeah, I, I just wasn't too into it. I really have nothing else to say. I only gave it a thirty minute shake, but ultimately it might not be the game for me. I mean, one of the reasons I loved Evolve so much is, again, it was you trying to outmaneuver another, like, living, breathing human being. Well, Back for Blood has this thing called the Game Director who changes, like, the enemies that are thrown at you and there's the card system that makes the level foggy sometimes or makes makes a certain type of zombie spawn more often. And then you get to play your own cards, like, oh, I could heal better, whatever the hell. Um, I mean, I was playing on normal and my experience with games lined up and so I didn't care what the cards were to what happens in Back for Blood. If you're playing on easy difficulty, it doesn't matter what you take. So I was like, that sounds good, that sounds good, that sounds good. I imagine on Nightmare you probably have to be really picky with what you take, but ultimately I, PvE just really isn't my thing. Um 2K even like they flew me out and I'm very grateful for it to the Borderlands 3 launch event. And I enjoyed what I played from from what I can remember I played. I was actually pretty fucking hosed on my Borderlands 3 stream because they had an open bar. And so uh, I really took advantage. I was I was pretty hosed during that Borderlands 3 stream, but I had fun. Um, ultimately, I didn't pick the game up because shortly after that, I actually went to Japan and I didn't really download my uh, my game. I didn't get my game key and I lost the game key somewhere and didn't bother to ask for another one. Just PvE isn't... It's not my thing, right? When I play a game, I want to overcome an obstacle, uh, another person you know, and be able to measure myself up against other people. Uh, and so I just really, those PvE kind of games aren't for me. Speaking of uh, other games, Medal of Honor VR finally came out. It came out shortly after the last episode of the Early Access Podcast. When you download it on Steam, it takes 180 gigs of space. The reviews on it when the game launched were mostly negative on Steam. They are now mixed. I honestly think that either people are stupid mixed is like 60% negative, 40% positive, or they paid some bots to give it some good reviews because the gameplay I'm seeing from it is potato. First off, this is a $66 game. I'm thinking of literally all the other games, Call of Duty Cold War, for example, that you can get for $60. It's incredibly poorly optimized. I have friends who have 2080s, 
who have a hard time running Medal of Honor VR, not even on stream. Uh, it is it is an absolute meme, right? 2020 was like, oh, this is the year for VR. Everyone's locked in, right? You can go into VR, still see each other's faces while being out at a distance. And when the AAA title of the year being developed by Respawn, who made Apex Legends, is Medal of Honor VR. There's clips. So there's three guns, right? Picture three guns, like a Thompson, an MP40, and like an M1 Garand. And someone's reaching for the middle gun. If you put your hand on the middle gun, it actually picks up the gun on the right. And so it's very finicky with with picking up weapons and just ultimately they're they're patching it a ton, but it is just... Actually, I'm going to VR LFG it right now um, because it does have a multiplayer component to it as well. And I think it's actually um, available on Steam and Oculus. So this isn't going to be the complete player base. But if I go right now and VR LFG Medal of Honor VR... Actually, not even on here. I might have to use Steam charts. It's not on, so we're gonna we're gonna go over to Steam charts. Medal of Honor. That probably wasn't smart enough because they're. Kyoli, can you find Medal of Honor VR on Steam charts? Sure. I'm I'm too stupid. I should have actually opened it up in a tab. Wait, the game is terrible. Don't pick it up. I actually wanted to get it on Steam, and then refund it after two hours of play uh, because sixty dollars is that's a hunk of. That's a hunk of change right there for a VR game when most VR games cost 20 Beat Saber's $30. But I don't have 180 gigs. And AT&T doesn't have uh, the download speed to download Medal of Honor VR. So have you uh, found it's Medal of Honor Above and Beyond? Oh, is it called Above and Beyond? Yeah, that's yeah, okay. it's not actually called Medal of Honor VR. I can't find okay, okay. it. Yeah, uh, 62 playing an hour ago, 104 24-hour peak. 193 all-time peak. 193 all-time peak. How, how many are... How, what was the peak for the day? 62. Oh, uh, 104. 104. Okay, that's actually not too bad. For if VR, all yeah. those people were playing multiplayer, right? And for VR. Um, and the game did just come out two weeks ago. So it's actually not that bad. A lot of people seem to have bought into the marketing hype. And they showed trailers off uh, during the game awards. Um, but right now... IGN giving it a 6 out of 10, I think, might also be super generous. We need to expect more out of our VR titles than this absolute trash that is. When when you can say the, the, the biggest selling point for this VR game is the fact that it has YouTube videos with real veterans talking about World War II in it, then you've made a bad game, ultimately. And I feel like I can hate on it because it's like the big AAA game of the year. And I expect more from the industry if we're going to say that this really is the technology that everyone's going to be picking up and adopting. When our games look this bad, that's that's sad. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Call of Duty skill based match pay and all that before we close out the show. Uh, I first off found out last night that I am canonically inside of Modern Warfare. So if you were to hear we, the we need story, to we need we need to context how you get your name right because. It'll all make yeah, sense. back me up on this. Back me up on yeah. this because I've no, been I know saying your story. this for I know your story years. very well. Yes, I asked you before, when you were still just a YouTuber before you even had a Twitch channel. I remember you saying yeah. this. So, so this has been your whole time, and I've known you for almost ten years, over ten years. Yes, Still Shampoo Kinda. was formed back in I believe it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand ten, somewhere around there. Two thousand ten. Wow, okay, you know your history better than I do, and 
that was around the time that I was playing Modern Warfare 2. I had played COD 4 and COD 5, and I was playing Modern Warfare 2. To this day, I still play Call of Duty, obviously. I'm, things don't change. Um, but in the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, to no surprise, everyone knows Soap, right? We all, in high school, came up with war names. And so my war name was Shampoo. And my favorite weapon to use in Modern Warfare was the Silence P90 Red Dot uh, with Bling, Cold-Blooded, and Ninja Pro. Right, and I used the silent red dot P90, and I named that class Stealth Shampoo and called myself Stealth Shampoo, and that's when the whole Stealth Shampoo channel came to being. It was based off of soap from the Modern Warfare series. Intel was leaked for Warzone. Modern Warfare 2019, um, for those of you who hadn't finished playing through the campaign, spoiler alert, Modern Warfare is the prequel to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare from 2007. And so throughout the Warzone uh seasons they have been launching new operators they started with like, captain price and they and they brought back like nikolai and they made gas purchasable in the shop and they've been bringing back task force 141 slowly soap is not in the game yet someone actually completed the Warzone intel and unlocked a trailer which hasn't been shown to the public like yet but you can find it on youtube of captain price killing the main villain and at the very end he calls soap and if you go through the PC Gamer article and you look through the Intel, Soap is referenced in that Intel, which got you this trailer early, as Shampoo. So I am canonically... No, actually, Soap from Modern Warfare is canonically now based on Nikki from Stealth Shampoo, who was playing Modern Warfare 2, is now playing Black Ops Cold War. Ten years later, which, we finally made it was I think the ultimate 2020 plot twist ending. They referred to soap as shampoo in the Warzone Intel and I had been doing this for over 10 years now. So that was that was shocking when I had read it. I, I see how Infinity Ward made the connection, but it was just it was just really funny that I had been like Stell Shampoo has been a thing. This isn't a story that I just made up like two weeks ago. Right? This is literally 10 years worth of me being part of the Still Shampoo brand all wrapping back into this. So that's just a hilarious piece of Call of Duty lore, and I'm still playing Call of Duty to this day. But anyway, skill-based matchmaking is a... We are actually going to go play COD after this on, on Still Shampoo 2. So skill-based matchmaking has been a big topic uh, in the Call of Duty community. Pretty much everyone doesn't like it. Uh, ultimately, I think the ultimate goal of skill-based matchmaking Activision, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Raven, no one ever talks about it, but I believe their ultimate goal is to protect bad players from getting absolutely shit stomped. And so over the years, I go back and I think, like, I'm not very good at Call of Duty anymore relative to what I used to be. Like, back in Black Ops 1, I'd fuck around a bunch, and I had, like, a 2.04 KD. Right now in Cold War, I have a 1.6 KD, and I feel like I'm struggling and not winning all my gunfights all the time. And I can't tell if it's just I've gotten rusty over the years because I don't play shooters as much as I used to. I literally used to come back freshman year of high school and just play eight hours of Call of Duty. Right, I do my homework, just play eight hours of, of Black Ops 1. That's all I would do. And we would play eight hours and not, not even not lose a match, but not come remotely close to having lost a match. I would have a party of six and we would just clown on people all day. And so I'm not sure how much of it is that I'm rusty or or it is the skill-based matchmaking. 
But the way our Cold War party is is comprised, we have Bra, who's just a tier above me easily. Dude's getting VTOLs every game, right? I think Bra's coming up on like a 3KD. Then we have me at about a 1.6. And then we have everyone else. We have usually a, f- a party of 5 to 6. With either KDs of 1 or lower. And the skill-based matchmaking, I feel like, is I'm playing against people who are are challenging to me, right? It's not like Black Ops 1, where I could go around literally punching people in the face. No fear whatsoever. I will win every single gunfight, right? Modern Warfare 3, I think, was the last time I even dropped a nuke, right? Um, I remember Black Ops 2, they had the news message of the day. It said, be nice to the Christmas noobs, but we know you won't be. Or It said something like that, right? <laughs> and... We would we would steamroll people. I remember playing Team Tactical 4v4, and all four of us would have 100 kills by the end of the match. We'd farm people in Demolition. Black Ops 3, we'd farm people in Safeguard. I think Black Ops 3 might have been when skill-based matchmaking started getting a little bit rough. There was um, still some farming, I feel like, though, in Black Ops 3. I remember. Yeah. Um, I feel like in Modern Warfare, starting with Modern Warfare, uh, I saw proof that skill-based matchmaking is really getting tightened up. Uh, and I'm I'm really on the side of I need to see proof that it exists. I'm not just going to call this out. I might be getting bad. Maybe my internet shit. Maybe I'm old. My eyes suck. My reaction time's getting slower. Right. I don't want to blame the game when there's no, no proof. Right. But Drifter ran a study that showed that, and I'm not smart enough to dissect the data and make sure that he did it well. But I trust him on this. Your ping actually goes up with higher skill based matchmaking, and skill based matchmaking seems really tight this year. It seemed in previous CODs it wouldn't have an impact on your ping, but it does this year and it's 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 annoying right Uh, now i do miss the days where i would go around and literally be unchallenged dropping nukes left and right right well i wasn't dropping nukes every game a nuke was still a rare thing for me right but i can get into any 1v1 firefight and 90 percent of the time reasonably expect to come out on top right black and black ops one i get in a 1v6 and start to destroy and it'd be like it wouldn't be like oh he's fucked it'd be like you know, 50-50 chance. We're still looking good, guys. This isn't this isn't too bad. Especially with like ninja diffuse and stuff. Um, I remember like back in Black Ops 1, we would put on Ghost, which would give you a ghillie suit. And on Summit, on the bomb site that's near the, the cliff side that you could fall off, there was a patch of grass that we would lay down inside of. And then people would plant the bomb right next to it. And then we just crawl over there and diffuse the bomb. And in Black Ops 1, if you spun while diffusing the bomb, it didn't make a sound. And we just get ninja defuses left and right. Uh, you just can't do that, I feel like, anymore in Cold War. Pe- the people are better. Well, first off, there's no there's no exploit like that to make the bomb defusing silent. But I feel like the game is... I have to play my best all the time. And that's bad because you need to level up guns, right? The, this is the grindiest, I feel like, objectively, Call of Duty has ever been. Like I talked about on previous episodes or Alexis podcast, you got to unlock attachments now. Right, your gun is objectively better with attachments. It's not a pick ten system, where okay, I have two attachments, but I have to give up a perk or a grenade or something like that. It's I have these attachments now, and I my gun's just better. Right, it is filling up an empty attachment slot. There's no more pick ten system, and there's so many more attachments than there have been in previous CODs. I feel like it's harder now to like. There's the grinding. But there's also the skill-based match where he's keeping it tight and I want to win the match, right? And I don't know how it is for everyone else, but Bra and I, I feel like, are driving up the skill-based matchmaking. And so, Kewler, if you were playing by yourself, I feel like 
you would you would be not playing against people who dude in hard point we're playing against people who throw smokes on point and they're rotating early and they're making sure they're using their kill streaks to clear out the point and if you were to play in your own skill bracket without having me and bra drive up the skill based matchmaking that you might have an easier time and I so it's really hard i feel like sure. with a split party I can definitely say for sure that my KD is much lower for this game than it was in Black Ops 3, and even a little bit of 4, although I didn't play that much of 4. Um, And obviously, how much of this could be like me getting rusty, but I was never that good to begin with, so I didn't have much to lose, either. I I feel like we're getting... So if, like, it's pretty undisputed that, like, Bra's probably... Number one, easily, the player we play. Yes. He's got like a 3KD. If there is, then, a, if there is a really strong skill basing, he's obviously skewing that average. Yeah, and then I'm up there at above average. Right? I feel like I'm not as good a cause as I used to be, but I definitely feel like I'm not an absolute potato. Right, so I'm, I, I'm I do feel always like sitting there at the number two spot. As someone who's maybe like right above potato, you know, like I've graduated from it, but like I'm not exactly at any high level. I'm kind of good at detecting it. Like if I can do good against the team, I usually am like, okay, then this is a bad team. You know, like if, if I can yeah. do better than them, then that's the that's the bar, right? Uh, and it's very rare that I'm finding that. Before it used to be like once in a while, but now it feels like it's very rare when I'm playing with the, the group. Yeah, and I think that's because we have like me and Bra are skewing the skill based matchmaking higher, or it might just be him, right? I feel like that's that's making these games excessively hard to a use weapons that you don't have leveled up or you want to attach with, or maybe you just want to fuck around with a pistol. Right and B, it's making it harder for everyone else we're playing with who might not be at that skill level. Because I get into a firefight and I'm I'm trying all the time now. We're holding lanes, calling things out. Right, like I really want to play the game to win, and it, to some extent I I miss shitting on people. Like we're not playing against anyone who's just absolutely blind. Right, I I have not seen yet in Cold War us playing against a team who is literally blind. We would do that all the time, Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2, where I remember like in Modern Warfare 2, High Rise, we could make it so that they never left their building in High Rise. It was, it would be just an absolute shit stomp, right? And I kind of miss those days, but I understand why that's maybe not healthy for the game community um, to have people get absolutely shut out like that. But on the flip side of things, I, I feel like it is very, very much like a, you got to play to your best, otherwise the other team is just going to absolutely roll you. Because with the way kill streaks work, is you can only get your high kill streaks, which I'm running, if you go on a long kill streak, right? And so, if I don't go on a long kill streak and accrue these points, so at the end of the game I'm, you know, bringing in like an air patrol, or at the very least I get a cruise missile or an attack helicopter or something. I know those aren't the highest end kill streaks. Then we're not maybe going to get that last little bit of map control using kill streaks that we need to really clean out the match. And like I like playing super competitive sweaty matches, but there's no differentiating between pubs and ranked. There's just pubs, right? I feel like pubs needs to be the anything goes best best internet connection, like just whoever's in this lobby is in this lobby, right? And in ranked is ranked, right? That's where that's where okay, now we need to play and in pubs, it can be just absolutely everyone. And for bad players, right, I feel like ranked is okay for them too. Because if you think about a game like Smash, for example, and you had a low elo and you went to play ranked, you would just then play 1v1 the same elo and you wouldn't get absolutely shit stomped. 
So I feel like there's there's just no reason to have skill-based matchmaking and pubs be so tight and really focus on that when we could just have a ranked mode. So that's where people can go to either not get shit stomped or play people of their own tier level. And one of the other problems I feel like with us always playing against hard players is that there's no reward system for us being this good. Right? There's no reward system. We don't get more XP for beating harder teammates. We don't get like an exclusive calling card or skin or a rank or any recognition or anything like that. It's just you're playing against harder people when I could very easily just like go reverse boost, which I don't do, but you could go reverse boost, get into a shitty lobby and beat the hell out of those people and get a ton of XP off of that. There's no incentive to be playing better and harder people other than the fact that you want to win, which is ultimately what I want to do. And so that's just my kind of take on what's happening right now with skill-based matchmaking. I feel like it's it's frustrating for like the fact that I, I feel like I can't use these other sillier weapons, but the fact that I feel like we can't we can't really like have a large skill gap between like our top players and everyone else. And have it not be like super easy for our top player because the skill-based matchmaking might be getting skewed down. And again, I don't know how it works in parties and the study I was referencing earlier could only have been done solo just because of the way um, variables, control variables and all that work. So I don't actually know how skill-based matchmaking works in parties. But if I were to just give my own anecdotal like this is how I think it works, it must be averaging out, right? Because Bra is every game earning VTOLs and really powerful streaks. And I'm getting my full, like, I go for, you know, streaks in the 3Ks, 4Ks um, score level. And everyone else is finishing the game with usually, like, 2K score. So th the score at the end of the game usually, no joke, looks like, brah, 15,000. Nikki, like, 5,000. And then everyone else down at 2,000. And score is based off of kill streaks and objective play and damage and, and those kinds of things. And to see, like, that score differential... Right, I feel like it's it's getting unnecessarily harder for the people in our party who are making lower scores, right? If you guys were to just cut me and Bra out of the party and you guys were to get six people who are all scoring 2K in my lobbies, you guys would all be scoring like 4 to 7K in your own lobbies. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, yeah, I just don't like this particular method of implementation without having a ranked mode. Although you got to give Treyarch and Raven a little bit of credit because they did launch this game when Sledgehammer was supposed to release a game this year. And all things considered, I'm actually having a lot of fun with Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I, I have not played Warzone yet. We only play multiplayer and zombies. Zombies is good, but multiplayer is... I'm having an absolute blast with it. And uh, if you were to spend $60, ultimately, I think you got to go for a copy of Cold War over a copy of Medal of Honor VR. Okay, anyway, I want to go play some Cold War, speaking of which... Thanks for listening to the Early Access Podcast, last episode of the year. Find us on Spotify, iTunes. We're live at twitch.tv slash every other Tuesday. The next episode will be in 2021, so we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Leave us a rating on Spotify and join discord.gg slash for updates. We'll see you guys some other time.